0: Following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
1: It's time for Southeast Dirt Weekly.
0: That's right, it's Thursday night. That means it's time for Southeast Dirt Weekly with Scott McAllister. Scotty, how you doing tonight, man? You ready to rock and roll here?
2: Big hey Jack,
3: I am jacked up. I've been ready to get together about uh some dirt racing here going on this week. And of course, uh we've got a great show lined up tonight. So yeah, man, I'm ready
2: to get kicked off. How'd your week go?
0: Yeah, well, we fine, and you know, what, I'm I'm actually really excited. We we we've uh taken a little easy this week, slowed down a bit and uh caught our wind and uh really excited about going back to east bay raceway this weekend and then uh i know you got a big weekend too two days again uh like as every week doing uh announcing at uh, east bay and then also at uh, ocala speedway
3: ocala speedway man it was off the hook last weekend and they're going to have coming up tomorrow night is round two of the pepsi six-pack series one thousand dollars to win for a hobby stock race. so pretty awesome deal going on there at ocala and then yeah, just as you said, man, it's it's the rain now day being made up down at East Bay for the United Dirt Late Model series, so should be another awesome weekend of racing again. Weather's well, supposed to be great, so just when you can't you think you can't get any better it does.
0: Yeah, you know, Scotty too, um uh, we wanna wish uh, best wishes to uh Christy Hudson out there in Arkansas in the uh AMP Dirt Late Model series that she uh, runs out there. She's been in a hospital lately and uh She's out and and uh, doctors told her to slow down, but you think she's going to? Hell no. <laughs> she's going at it.
3: Yeah, she's she's definitely out. I mean, um I called her the last time to see her and they said she'd just gotten out of the hospital and she wasn't obviously up to uh up to part of making any phone calls or talking on the on, on the radio. So I understood that. But uh yeah, all our wishes are going out to her and her family and hope that they can get uh get Christy back out on the road, man. She's doing such a great job for those guys out there in the amp series. You know they're missing that.
0: So now what I understand is uh, we have a special guest on tonight.
3: Special guest on tonight, uh, of course, he is the, uh, you know, as I looked on the website, Jack, it says that he is the uh, race director. I really thought he was kind of the owner. Maybe he probably is, but uh, he's obviously been there for many, 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 many years. Ray Miller, uh, race director for the... um, National Late Model Series, Tico Racing, Uh, National Late Model Series, Southern Dirt Dirt Tour is going to be on the phone with us here in just a minute. So, looking forward to getting his thoughts and uh, opinions about dirt racing and what's going on with his series, where they've been, where they're going to. So, uh, we'll get a few words in with Ray, and then, of course, we'll go over all the highlights around the country as far as dirt racing goes. And, man, it's going to be a great, great show tonight, so everybody, make sure you stay tuned in and We'll get Ray on the phone here and we'll be back uh, in just a few minutes with more southeast dirt weekly.
0: All right, we'll be uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll be right back.
3: okay, we'll be right back. hey, we'll be back. in a minute. We'll hang around. <music>
4: Karnak.com, your online racing community since 1997. Karnak.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website, or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done.
1: When purchasing a technical product like Brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado Calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to call The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com.
0: Hi, I'm Don O'Neill, driver of the number 71 race car, and you are listening to The Real Racing USA. Welcome back to this edition of the uh, Southeast Dirt Weekly, heard here exclusively on Real Racing USA. And uh, I think Scotty's hooked up with uh, his first guest of the night. And uh, Scotty, take it away. don't
3: let only guess, and then I, um, after you know, I've read read about uh, this gentleman, and of course, got a chance to see him a couple weeks back at uh, Ocala Speedway. Of course, he is the race director for the National Late Model Series by Cortico, and uh, handles all the work for those guys. Ray Miller is on the phone with us here on Southeast Dirt Weekly. Ray, thanks for coming on the show with us tonight. I appreciate
2: you having me. Appreciate it. (laughs) So tell me, Um,
3: obviously, we were just talking off the air. You've been up to Ocala and seen the uh, giant turnaround up there. Tell me about your experience and what you saw there.
2: I think, think, of course, uh, I've been in 38 years. I started in 70, so this is my 38th year, and I'm strictly a dirt racer now years ago we did race at ocala and race the dirt cars there when it was asphalt and i can go all the way back to when it was originally dirt uh uh before i used to come down and watch the sprinters run down there during speed weeks you know and i think what he's you are telling us. Maybe...
3: as far as your age goes beg your pardon you're telling yourself <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i'll probably
2: i'll probably fall asleep before the phone interview over, you know us uh, <laughs> old people but uh but I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good show. I think they ran it promptly, very professionally, and the racing on the track was good. Uh, I happened to be there the day they put the first clay on it. I just happened to be in Florida, stopped by, and they were putting on. I couldn't tell how it was going to be then. Nobody could, but obviously it uh, it's been good for them, and I'm, I'm I'm glad to see that happen. You know,
3: it's it's been good for Ocala, obviously, and as like you said, I know you you did the dirt, and I'm kind of the opposite. I did the asphalt for a long, long time. Did yeah. you? And uh of course O'Cala you know, was never prone to uh lending itself to two wide racing uh while it was on asphalt, but man. Oh, two good. wide racing that lasts till about halfway down to turn one and then it goes to three and four <laughs> wide racing and, and um it's just mayhem after that. But it's really a good a good controlled, you know, environment. They've really got it going on. Yeah, man. he does, it really does. does I've it Lloyd I'm telling you I have never seen a car like Ivan at Lloyd. That thing I thought all four tires came up off the ground. He's coming <laughs> off turn two. He had that thing wound up. Um, Brian, I tell you, I, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit, first of all, about the series itself, how it started. Um, and obviously 38 years for you, quite a long ways back. Maybe you don't want to go that much into detail. But tell me about how you got involved um, in racing, first off, and then how you know this is morphed into this National Late Model Series, this Southern Dirt Tour, that you've got going on
2: now. Well, I started out uh, uh, in Pennsylvania. My father owned the uh, garage that was located at the Seals Grove Speedway. So I was right. addicted to the sport when I got out before I went in the Army and, and when I got out of the Army in '69, right back into it. Uh, and then I traveled with the uh, uh, sprint car teams for a couple of years as a gopher. And then I started racing, and then I raced the uh, late models for like 17 years. And then I uh, went into track management for six and then i got uh the idea on a on a series for what i call the best of the saturday night racers there's nobody that races with me that doesn't go to work on a monday morning you know right and uh we've been really our, our rules uh motor rules have been the same uh we did start out with camaro clip cars and then moved to the to the tube chassis uh but uh, actually we're still on the you know, the three, four, eight stroke motor with the 5-7 rods, the steel blocks, steel heads, the same carburetor and everything. Uh, and it, what it does, a lot of my teams will, will have, you know, I've over the years will build up. We'll be running a motor, have a spare motor, and the truck can change if it's a problem. And I've been real big on just keeping them rules, and, and also we do tear downs and inspections. Um, we've run, and I don't know what the exact number I'd have to look, but it's like either 293 or 294 races and have produced 82 different winners. Wow. So, so when you the do the numbers, that's, that's as good as anybody in yeah. the country. Actually, it's better. I go to uh, promoter meetings around the country in Atlantic City, and I go to uh, uh, Torino and uh, the one in Daytona and stuff, and that's as good a record as anybody, and that's because, you know, we're strict on the rules pre-race inspection and post-race inspection, you know.
3: And, you know, a lot of that comes about, Ray, from from setting the those rules and letting everybody know about those rules obviously for you guys way in advance you've been doing this for many many years now right. you got to set those rules and then literally you got to stick to them you and really I mean, do like the gospel
2: you really do I mean it's uh it's hard to do sometimes because I've been a, what you know what I consider myself an old racer I I know what they go through I know how hard it is to spend money I know how hard they work but you really have to what it's done is it's making for instance I've been Lloyd would come right. to my races, and he's uh, he was he was the winningest driver with the series. You know, and he'd be in an, on on a, with a truck and an old trailer, and he'd be parked next to one of them tractor-trailer rigs. But mm-hmm. with, with the way I have the rules, the post-race and the pre-race inspection, money, you can't come in and money your way into a victory.
3: Not, not in this dirt stuff. Now, that I will say, I have noticed i often, in the dirt side, I see that that's not happening. In the asphalt side, I, I I do think that you can buy your way close to it. I mean, you can get a long, long ways with money on the asphalt. Yeah. But in the dirt side, I don't see that particularly being
2: the case. I don't no, no, it sure isn't. Because my rules, and and, I, and then I work with all the, the engine and chassis builders and all the parts suppliers over the years and stuff. So basically, I, I, in a way, I tell you what you can run or can't, but you know, I try to keep it to where there's not real... Racers are always gonna think that if it costs more it's better for them. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> and, yeah, oh yeah.
2: You know, and if Joe Smith won with something last week, they got to have one of them this week, you know, and we Yeah, up. I
3: remember when Buzzy Rudeman used to cover up the bar and people would go, What's that underneath there? And he go and finally he'd walk back at to me and say, Dude, it's just a towel over or <laughs> something he <used> to make <laughs> it flip out. So Yeah, and that's exactly right. Speaking of
2: Buzzy, good. how about Buzzy on Saturday night? Wasn't that something?
3: I, I came out of my chair, man. I, I know. Bus, I seen bus, you over
2: there.
3: <laughs> yeah, he about fired me because he says I don't have to for that, and I said, "Why not?" He goes, "Because you weren't. Well, you weren't calling the race. You were, you were off said, I'm always off the edge of the chair when a doggone senior citizen is out there whooping. That gives me hope, brother. That gives me. It gives really hope. me hope
2: because Buddy's older than me. <laughs> Come, <laughs> yeah, luck. exactly.
3: You know, one of the few people I know that are older. And this, well, like I said, I came from the asphalt side where you know they were all. When you were fifteen, it was like brother, you better go him because you ain't got much time left. <laughs> over here in the dirt side, I love it over here, man. Yeah, you know, I went to the national to Lucas Deal and I saw Billy Moyer, and when I finally saw who he was, I said, "He's my age, man. I think I love this guy." <laughs> so you know, I, I see a lot of that in the uh, on the dirt side, which is really kind of cool. You have some of everything on the dirt side. Oh yeah, you yeah, yep. all the way up to people like Buzzy and them, and yeah, Buzzy, my favorite driver, man. You know, Buzzy and I go way back and. I just find it truly amazing that somebody that age, and and it doesn't have anything to do with his age. I guess somebody, I don't, I don't know. I find it amazing he's still able to go out. There well, he's a an natural.
2: I mean, I watched him in the race. He didn't bully his way to the front. He picked and choose. He he done the right thing. He run the leader down. He didn't look into it over. I mean, he just is. You know, he's good. Of course, uh, he can see that the uh, that uh, limb that fell off there is pretty good too. in the form Davis, he just off of that. Yeah, career. you ain't kidding.
0: It's all about DNA, man. It's all, Scotty, it's all about DNA, man.
2: Yes, it is. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's on the jeans and I ain't talking Levi's. Yeah, you know, and I, that's what I mean. People like Buzzy, and uh, we go way back, and, you know, Buzzy's a living legend. If you don't believe it, he's ask him. he'll tell you so. But <laughs> he, he really is the most, you know, calm and, and small-looking stature, and, and you see him get out of that race car, you're like, holy smokes. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I knew Buzzy many, many years before he kind of went back to racing, to be honest with you. We ran up down the road doing the doggone dog Slim gym for a while. Is that right? Yeah. And then, you know, we did it when it turned into the, oh, whatever it was after that. So we did that for a long, long time. And then, then all of a sudden, you know, we I knew Buzzy would go back and race one race a year or two races a year. Now I ask him, I said, you never thought you'd be leading the points over there. <laughs> he said, no, oh, I had no intention. So, you know, I just find it amazing that he still able to just keep that momentum going and it's just time after time I and mean, he okay. didn't look into that deal this past week
2: but Tampa Bay area, very lucky that uh, East Bay Raceway is one of your top dirt tracks in the United States for one thing and second, bringing my series in there uh, they, they some tough boys down there, them, them Noshvists, the Noshvist, I probably don't pronounce it right, boys are just as good as they come You got uh, Prater and and and, uh, Roger Krause, and uh, and I'll probably miss some of them Matthews and uh, that have run with me. Down, I mean, some really really good guys. The guy that won the other night, Keller, Keller, I think his name was, looked real good. Uh, That young boy in the eighty-eight shows a Mm -hmm. lot of potential. Uh, Of course, the Alexanders have been around forever. Winning race, you know, a drop of a dime. I mean, you really have some good local racers there. It's a real hard racetrack to come in and uh, and uh, take over from any outsider I mean it's a, but it's really good racing as good as you get you know
3: I mean, you're listening to Southeast Dirt Weekly on the phone with us and of course he's the race director for the Southern Tour Series and the National 8 Model Series Southern Dirt Tour I should say is how, is how it goes and I want to remind everybody you can give us a call uh, if you want to ask a question for Ray nine four one two two eight eight three five nine. 228 8359 you got a couple of uh East Bay tickets will be given away, and some t-shirts as well, so make sure you call in 941-228-8359. So, Ray, um, as you look into going into this year, what were your thoughts uh, about the condition of, of your series and, and the condition of dirt racing here at the Southeast where y'all participate in? Obviously, Jack and I can tell you we, know we talk a lot about what's happened to the asphalt side. When I got introduced into the dirt side it was this year at Winter Nationals in East Bay, and you know, you were indoctrinated. I got indoctrinated in a hurry. I mean, it, you know, it was every night. <laughs> Baptism every by
0: fire, man. Baptism by fire. <laughs>
2: there you which, go. Which was the best way? Well, uh, dirt well, is uh, dirt racing and the late model dirt racing has really caught a big break, and people like Tony Stewart have been very important. And, and when he was secured Eldora from Earl, uh, his emphasis, Tony, is the, he is a true racer. He will raise uh you know, a lawnmower if he has Right, exactly. And, and when he did that, that was a big, that was a big turnaround. Then, uh, when he put that prelude on last year, and they put it on HBO, it's on again this year in June, and and what that picked up uh, as far as viewer, because if the the fan out there, if they see see a dirt late model, whether it's a national late model car with a steel motor or a super late model, they all look absolutely the same. And exactly. the race is just as close. And that has really helped propel uh, dirt racing. And it'll be even better this year. There's more shows on. Uh, the one they do up with the World of Outlaws do live. We'll have a live show uh, race on Saturday night at the World Finals from uh, Brute Smith's track up there. Him and Humby Wheeler built a fine facility there in Charlotte. We, I took my officials a uh, little vacation. We went up there last year, going again this year. Things like that propel it because, you know, I'm dealing with, my insurance man, for instance, in there one day paying, and he tells me he's seen it. And he said, that's what. That's never like your race car. I said, yes, they are, you know. And, exactly. Uh, like." And, and
3: yeah, and he, if they, when I mean, when I was walking through the Hooters part, the, the, when I did the Hooters Pro Cup deal, I walked through there. And finally, I realized these guys are the same guys as the ones in NASCAR. They just had different breaks and different opportunities that came their way at the right time. And it's like I said, there's no way you can tell me. I mean, I mean Bobby Gill, holy smoke, man, he's won some of races. He's as good as anybody driver. I've The driver ever. seen. Same thing with Buzzy Rudman. I think there's many foot drivers you could take out of these cars and put other drivers in. Yeah, absolutely. It's
2: right place, right time, or who you know. Uh, I mean, who you yeah. know. I mean, there's so many talented people. And ten years ago, we didn't have the influx of the of the young man. And that's where Jeff Gordon, from when he came in in 92, I happened to be in Atlanta for that race up there when he was uh, running the Baby Ruth car. Which was also Richard Petty's last race, and, right. and about six years or so after that, around '98, and then, uh, on the past ten years, the youth movement has just been fantastic uh, 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 into all forms of the the racing, and especially the dirt. And if you really get down and were to take a, a count on the NASCAR side, you'd see the young racers are coming out of dirt or coming out of this a lot of them out of the sprint series or the late model series and, and let's face it sprint car racing is as exciting as anything in the world you know and
3: you know Ray, that's that's part of the, the concerns that i had when i went down and watched obviously <laughs> a lot of what i did was watching because i was so amazed when i went down and saw the the lucas Dirt late models and, and it was an amazing show and my my suggestion if anybody that comes near your area please go see these guys it was a tremendous show the one thing i had to tell them the same thing i have for you guys is literally you have this i I think you have what is and i think it's cyclical don't get me wrong i I mean i think it it all comes around in a circle i think you have a lot of asphalt people who are who are being now made aware of the dirt racing so they're becoming really really involved my only concern for the lucas guys was the amount of corporate money that becomes involved because we've all seen it on the asphalt side, as soon as, you know, they realize, oh, wait a second, there is a market here. Corporate dollars come in, and then sometimes you don't get the best drivers out there anymore. Now, maybe that doesn't apply on dirt. What are your thoughts about that?
2: Right now, it doesn't, and I haven't seen it affect it yet. Um, the whole racing program from the bottom to the top is, is the, of all the professional sports is so much different. If you're if you're a, if you're a parents of a fine young man or, or daughter, and you want them to race when starting when they're twelve or younger or whatever, you put up the money as a family to get them through. Right. Uh, if your son's twelve years old and seven foot two, the taxpayer's going to take care of him being a basketball player if he can run the exactly. hundred hundred uh, uh, meters, uh, you know, in less time than the than the Olympics. Then the, the, again, the taxpayers, parents built these kids up but the kids appreciate it and they know how hard it is and it's right all the way to Carl Edwards is about the most perfect example of a young man that came up through the dirt ranks and appreciates where he's at now because he got a chance and there are literally thousands of them who could be as good as Carl if they got a chance it
0: You know that, that's a very good point, you know, because we're always saying and, and Scott you and I've had this conversation many of us many 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 times it's uh it, it's much harder in in racing for the true talent to rise to the top because uh, of the money factor. It, it's it's different than the other sports, you know. in in that regard. And, oh, and yeah,
2: you, yeah, you don't you don't have like I say if you if you're if you're in high school and you're the best quarterback in the state, you've already been taken care of up through there, and then that's right going to get you up. You can win a thousand go kart races, and it doesn't guarantee you a thing. You know, yeah. you still got to move and, and your and way we, up. And we've seen it, over, seen it over in the
3: asphalt side. You know, the, one of the people I always talk about Travis Kittleson George local driver from right here in Florida, who's up in the North Carolina area, and he's been slaving away the up there trying to get a ride. We know he's a great driver. There's no problem there. And then you see other people who have not even been in many race cars in their life, and, hey, you got $40,000, you can go get you a
2: NASCAR truck ride tomorrow. This is what I hope doesn't happen to the sport, because this is why I do not, I wouldn't walk across the street for a free car race, because... If you and me had the money, we could have us a ride at Indy because there's a lot of cars available. We just bring them a half a million dollars. We're going to get a shot at time traveling. You know what I mean? Right. Uh,
3: And 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 the thing about that is, Ray, you know, unfortunately for some, they, I mean, it's come to some serious and and, and deadly
2: situations because of that.
4: Buying your way into a ride. Buy your way in. And I hope
2: that, you know, that that wouldn't happen, but I'm afraid it could happen on the NASCAR side. I think it's already minorly happening on the truck side. Uh, you know, and then you got so many cup teams that have their development drivers driving in the nationwide series that it's unreal, you know. And then, of course, now I saw that when
3: they came to, when Internationals came down, of course, Richard Childress had two cars out there, and uh, it's just as you were Clint Boyer's got a car out there, and and many of the the NASCAR drivers had their own dirt model teams out there, dirt late model teams out there as well, so... You know, when I looked out there, the first thing I said to the Lucas guys were, you've got to be careful in how you manage this, because it's going to blow up. I mean, I think that that's really what's going to happen. You're going to have this extreme amount of people come over.
2: I, although I do think it's great when people, Bobby Labonte is the perfect example, Tony mm-hmm. Stewart's the perfect example. When they're up there making that money, they are giving back to, to help these young racers. Uh, Earl Pearson Jr. is one of my 82 different winners when he was with the series. He won a race over in Swainsboro, Georgia, and I can't remember the year exactly, but I was to see Earl moved up the ladder, and then to see that help. Tony Stewart's got sprint car teams, midget teams. He's helping uh, uh, Chrissy Wallace's, Mike's daughter. He's helping her, uh, you know, with, with, with her racing career. And when the, and Casey Kane, he has a, uh, a World of Outlaw team. And I think that's great because uh, uh, it's, it's I hope more and more of them, you know, get up there and look instead of just keep all their money and, have homes all over the country and planes and what have you, you know, because they do make money, right? Yeah, and it's
3: always cool like those guys come down because that does give does does give name recognition, name recognition to people that perhaps are on the peripheral of of the racing. Like I was before I started working here, I had no, I mean, I knew who Steve Francis was, but that's about all I knew. And um, and now, of course, you find out, dude, he's as good as they come, you yeah. know. So I think that's what a lot of people from my side of it and from jack's side of it what they is that first they look around and i think people get a little caught up in thinking you know our race car drivers here are the best that there is in the country And it's like well just so you know as you said there are thousands and thousands across this country who feel the same way about their kid or their favorite driver or themselves
2: yeah and it's just like i say they haven't had a chance you could take uh, a number of those drivers that I mentioned are there at East Bay, and you could put them out traveling with somebody and and, and get up a little money, and they would be as good. It, it, it's it's very expensive to travel with any kind of a super late model deal because they are really, you know, I'm I'm in the southeast. I try to keep a Georgia, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee type range on all my races, and that helps people because, like I say, everybody goes back to work on a on a Monday morning after a racing weekend.
0: Ray, you've been doing this, obviously, a long time. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, we've been, on our part, we've been covering this, uh, the racing world for a, about a dozen years, uh, you know, from the media perspective, seeing a lot of changes. You've been doing this uh, National Late Model Tour longer than that. Tell us how it's changed. How, how Like, you deal with the promoters at the tracks, and, and, and how has the business end of it changed? Has it gotten harder?
2: It's gotten harder because, uh, see, My job is to to get as many races as I can and to get the most money from the racetrack that I can get for a purse to pay the drivers because they need it for their traveling expenses. However, luckily, having the six years of uh, running racetracks, I all know you have to make money running a racetrack. That's a very expensive piece of real estate that East Bay sits on. They have to make money. Uh, It's not a hobby with them. They've, they've got to pay their bills, they've got to pay their payments, they've got to pay their taxes, and they've got to pay themselves. And it's really harder to juggle. Uh, I can't say the cost of racing is down. Ours has been kind of the same, but we're faced with this $4 diesel and our travel expenses. I mean, I can show you every year the bottom line just on my expenses when I, you know, when I do my end of the year has been my diesel fuel going up every year from, from $2 to $3, now $4 a gallon you know and uh this is the same as what they're they're up against uh town prices go up a little bit each year uh, our fuel prices on the on the race fuel is going up you know uh you can't you got to give them fans good racing exciting racing and you can't jam them up at the ticket gate either you can't charge them too much uh people down here if they were to go to say Williams Grove which I go up there once a year, uh,
0: Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, I go up to Pennsylvania. That's where I'm originally from. I go up once a year. My son, when he got out of the service, chose to go to Penn State. Well, when he graduated, he married a girl there was in his class, and he stayed up there. But you go up there to World of Outlaw Show, and you're going to pay thirty eight forty dollars for a ticket to get in. Right. And and that's another thing you gotta you gotta really watch. And Lucas has got to watch that. And so does the World of Outlaw. lay models uh, on these excessive money that they pay. And how hard it might be on a racetrack, you know, yeah. to, to hit the, hit yeah, the target. Yeah, I
3: mean, I can, I can you know, we've, <laughs> Jack and I have been to the track, and all you got to do is watch the electricity, watch that meter start spinning when you turn the lights on. and may, yeah. that thing looks like a frisbee, so every second they're going, you know, it's costing money. Uh, so I know it does get more difficult each and every year. And like you said, if it isn't something this year, it's something next year. And if it wasn't that, it's something else. And so, it's a constant battle for you, for promoters and, and race directors to come up with a, a fresh new idea about how to hang on to the fans that you have and then at the same time gather some new ones in all,
0: all at the same time. Scotty, Scotty, I know that you wanted to uh, talk with Ray about uh, the series uh, for this year and, and this year's program. Why don't we take a quick break here, uh, speaking with uh, Ray Miller from the National Eight Mile Series. And uh, when we take a quick break, Scotty, and then come back, USA.
4: com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
0: The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon, check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Hi, I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA.
1: When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado Calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and a new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances in a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to call the Brakeman. On the web at thebrakeman.com.
0: All right, welcome back to uh, this edition of uh, Southeast uh, Dirt Weekly with uh, Scott McAllister and tonight his uh, very special guest, uh, Ray Miller, from the National Late Model Series.
3: Uh, We were talking earlier, and once again, I want to thank our sponsors, for uh, FunAndDirtyTravel.com, for coming on board and helping us out. They're doing a fantastic job. If you guys are in the market to do any cruising at all on a cruise line, make sure you check out FunAndDirtyTravel.com, sign up for their newsletter, He'll be able to send you everything that's going on with uh, the, uh, I think I think they come from across the country, Jack, to be honest with you, but they'll give you a newsletter and you can keep up with any of the cruises that are happening in your area, and your special deals, So that's fun, and travel.com. so make sure you check that out, and of course we want to thank East Bay Raceway Park and Ocala Speedway, America's Dirt Track, for helping us out as well. The number to call, if you've got a question for myself, or Ray, or Jack, 941-228 8359, and once again, we are on the phone with Ray Miller. Ray, tell me about uh, the series so far this year. Where have you guys gone to, some of the results uh, that have gone down so far this year?
2: Well, we started out up at uh, Golden Isle Speedway during the Super Bowl of racing up there. Uh, We had six shows scheduled, lost two of them to weather, but got four of them in. Uh, That Super Bowl, the way it was run last year, the way Frankie set it up and everything, is is here to stay, and it is a heck of a show. Uh, he uh, we probably will change the schedule up a little bit. Uh, tried to maybe do a little too much, you know, but we had good racing, and uh, you can't whatever Mother Nature is going to do, Mother Nature is going to do, you know. Uh, but the racing was good, and like I say I had uh, the four shows, and, and and they were excellent. And then we in uh, uh, that was at January two in January two in February, then in March uh, we had uh, a show at Albany. Georgia. Now, there's a, there's a track in Albany that also was asphalt, which they took up and put dirt on, and it has produced some fantastic races. So uh, there's another asphalt track that switched over and I've uh, and been very, very successful so far this year. And then we were down in Waycross, Georgia. Uh, now, in April, we've been off because what happened is the Cochrane Motor Speedway wasn't ready to go, and we had to move our Cochrane race uh, into May. And then we had to move. uh, We moved at at the request of the Thompson family, the Scott Thompson Memorial in May. So, basically, I usually run an average of two races per month. I give them a week in between because, like I say, they got family, they got kids, and they got businesses. And then uh, they also have a a window in case we lose one to rain, where we have another one to go. So my May is pretty busy. With with I have the third of May, we'll be at the Cochrane Motor Speedway, which has been completely. Redone from a, a extremely fast high bank that would get one grooved down to a shorter track that uh, so far in two races has produced two and three wide racing. So again, they're going in the right direction. and uh, then with the help from uh, uh, air gas welding and supply, we'll be doing a race at East Bay on the 10th, which will be the third annual Scott Thompson Memorial race. Scott was a just a fine young man uh, from fine family there in Plant City. Who was running for rookie a year with me three years ago when he's lost his life on a Thursday night before one of our weekend races in a traffic uh, fatality, and uh, we we want Scott to be remembered and he comes from just a, a super family, um, so it gives we, me
3: chill bumps every time. I, it's so ironic that a race car driver gets killed and you know you hear that a, right. for a yeah. anybody, but somehow it's more ironic when you hear about a yeah. race car driver and he's killed yeah, on the young man.
2: Way home after working on his race car real late at night to get ready to race that weekend and unfortunately uh, nodded off and, and lost his life. But we do this uh, because we need to remember him. We need to remember him, and uh, uh, and then we do that. We're off on the 17th, but we have a race way across Georgia, which I don't know if you've ever been to any oil tracks. Uh, no, I don't think I have. Waycross,
0: well Lake Lake City, uh and it, well. yeah, Ray Ray, it, it was kind of like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it
2: was. It, it was. It was. It wasn't. uh Not offending anybody it wasn't a good oil track.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you offended anybody with that.
2: <laughs> the best oil track, and, and maybe the only one left in the nation, would be Waycross, and. Uh, when we say oil, we use that word. It's actually liquid uh, asphalt mixed with the dirt that that they use down there. Uh, produces, and you're being—I mean,
3: literally—it's liquid asphalt mixed with
2: dirt. Dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Laid down, make wow. it black. And of course, we've always referred to it as oil because uh, 25, 30 years ago, tracks been in existence over 50 years. They actually did use oil, and that was before the the EPA. <laughs> yeah,
3: he yeah, don't care for that anymore. The weird thing, I tell you, that I, the one thing, here's explain this to me then, right? Now, there's a lot of difference, obviously, the only two tracks I know, East Bay and Ocala. Obviously, Ocala's track is not the same type of dirt as East Bay. It doesn't look the same. Is it the same? What's the difference? Well,
2: uh clay comes in many colors. And uh, basically, you know, what Ocala's is is basically white, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like gumbo. Well, I'm We call it a gumbo. We yeah. call that a gumbo in Georgia because we believe in Georgia the clay should be red. We, right, exactly. We, good clay tracks are red, you know. Uh, That's kind of what I thought. And then I, I
3: saw Cal and I was like, wait a second, this is what I'm thinking it should be. But it turned out to be good. But
2: all over your tracks are different. You go out in the Midwest, I've been to the Black Dirt tracks. I've been out to uh, uh, De- uh, Des Moines, uh, out there. Uh, I mean, I've been to all the different ones. Boone is one speedway outside of Des Moines that you know, the the black dirt, you know. So, that, so right. it's with a dirt track, asphalt tracks are very easy to maintain. You do nothing, you know what I mean? Right, dirt, exactly. Yeah, you, you, you run, 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 need to the work the dirt track. Them. You really do, and uh, that's a good thing that they got the way they got East Bay set up there. Uh, Big Al, he works that racetrack. He knows that racetrack, and he gets it ready. and and, and I don't, you know. Every once in a while, it may not be perfect, but he gets it as good as anybody in the country. But he works at it. So that
3: not getting it perfect to me, and it's like I said, I I, know,
2: I can only imagine as a race car driver,
3: somebody who's worked on asphalt race cars before, that no, I you know, obviously, man, when you see your car going over bumps and, and bottoming out like that, you're kind of you grit your teeth. But as a race car fan, as I sat up in the stands and watched them on East Bay, like you said, it did get a little bumpy down that back straightaway. That's what made it good, because let me tell you, these dirt drivers, they don't lift because there's bumps out there. As a nope. matter of fact, they, they start flying faster, and it's, what, it's, it's, it's the most jaw-dropping thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life, when it's like, they only have three wheels on the ground usually, and then they start doing hitting those bumps, and it's like, they will have no wheels on the ground. Yeah, it's
2: like they're going to turn themselves over, you know. <laughs>
3: I've never seen anything like it. I've got to slow down, or they're going to bounce off the track, and... No, they don't slow down. There's, there's no slowing down. So, you know, I, I don't know. It's like I said, as a as a driver or as an owner, I could probably be going, oh, man, my car. But as a race car fan, man, that's exciting. The whole thing about this is, is excitement from beginning to end. And that's what the dirt racing experience is all about, unlike the asphalt side, which, like I said, I, I am sure I'll go back. I have no problem. I love asphalt racing. But it's, I was watching the NAS, NASCAR show, and then the guy goes, well, you know, there's been an hour of riding around here, but it's about to get really good. And I thought, man, an hour of riding around, <laughs> that, that don't happen on the dirt side ever, ever, ever. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> what was that on, Scotty? That I was on... Was,
3: or I think it was, I was watching the cup race out of Phoenix.
0: Yeah, well, it's about it
3: extremely it, excruciating fast. Yeah, in other
0: words, it hasn't been very entertaining for the last hour or so, but we're going to get going now. So uh, yeah, it, it,
3: now that there's yeah, now <laughs> there's are and then they do the green white checker five times in a row, and
2: it makes me just think, why don't y'all just get out here and run the three lap dash? Don't you That's think it all boils down? But the I don't, compare I compare NASCAR now the way they're doing to the NBA. Don't watch that whole game. Just watch the last two minutes when they're trading baskets like crazy.
0: That's right. And then
2: NASCAR, just watch the last ten laps.
0: We talk. I tell you, we hear that from more fans uh, nowadays. I mean, it's it's just a drum roll. Watch the last 20 laps. Watch the last five minutes. Whatever, you know.
3: It's a grading deal I've ever seen in my life because they get people to go in there for five hours to watch 20 minutes worth of racing. And I, don't get me wrong, I was one of standing in line. Oh, I'd stand there forever waiting to get in. So I'm not saying anything bad about anybody. I'm just finding it amazing now that I've done this that I ever did that in my life. I'm thinking to myself, dude, what were you thinking?
2: They've got uh, to I get don't... off there politically correct. They've got to. They're trying right now. Uh, third generation Brian Francis is trying. He's got to. He's got to loosen them drivers. We need some characters uh let me tell you, the look at the money that they made in professional wrestling, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it,
0: it's about entertainment, man.
2: They might as well be making a
0: musical, to, you know. I mean, don't you find that this is, I mean, the more you make this entertaining, the more people you're going to get to come, the more often they're going to come. That's huh?
2: what it is. If we, and if we don't have racing and we don't have passing and if we don't have them running side by side, if we don't have characters and a little bit of disturbance, we are in trouble because we, you just can't, you know, like I say, you got to have a little bit of bump and grind in it.
0: That's right. We're, Ray, who, who are some of the characters that you have seen race with you over the years?
2: Well, when I first started, I used to have a couple guys uh, uh, out of Macon, Lark Haskin and, and Robbie Metz. And uh, God, they just didn't like each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, everybody knew that there was going to be, you know, some kind of little problem. And uh, you, you, if I could figure a way... To create controlled chaos, it would help the racing. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely.
2: As I like to see them, like I say, I like to see them. Uh, they need they need to have a little more leeway. Actually, even uh, get down to it, I'll be honest with you. This year, I kind of, you know, said to myself, uh, I need to back off a little bit on some things and and let them do a little bit of that bumping and pushing and shoving and what have you. You know.
0: Well, you know, we talked to
2: go at it. Build up some type of of a rivalry there, and and you
3: know, got kind of to keep it obviously within.
0: Are you familiar with Bowman Gray Stadium up there in uh, Winston Salem?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Well, uh, Skip Wall that works with us, uh, he's recently was talking with the owner up there. As a matter of fact, he's coming out with a story this week on uh, Real Racing USA. Uh, about Bowman Gray and the ownership and whatnot, but he was talking to him and he asked him point blank because you know they they put in there is nothing for them to have twelve fifteen thousand people come in there on a Saturday night that little quarter mile and watch people go at it, and uh, Skip asked him point blank, uh, you know if if the WWF kind of mentality that he allowed there was was part was responsible for for the amount of fans. And he said there's no doubt about it. He didn't try to sugarcoat it at all because I mean, they get into it, you know, and uh, but the people come out to see it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and, and it you know goes back to if you're going to have a little disturbance, don't do it down the corner of the pit there where we can't see it. Stop each other <laughs> from an arguing, point and stuff. You know, like I say, if I could handle, if I could script the controlled chaos, you know, but emotions uh, sometimes will get in the way of that, you know, and we've got all kind, we've got fines and we've got an appeal where a guy can, you know, be fined and suspended, and when we have a, a, you know, racing, other racing owners and drivers on appeal committee that he can go before them, you know, to have it, re, you know, reduced or uh, or lifted, you know. We do all that because we want to give everybody, you know, a fair shot at it, you know. But I like oh, a little, yeah. I like a little rubbing, you know. East Bay is yeah. good for rubbing, <laughs>
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, we see. It. I've seen that out there, but somehow they keep it. I don't know how they they keep it going, but they do. I'm on the phone with Ray Miller, of course, the uh, series director here for the uh, National Late Model Series Southern Dirt Dirt, Dirt Tour. Uh, Ray Miller is on the phone with Jack and myself here on Southeast Dirt Wiggly. Before we let you go, Ray, uh, obviously, just want to talk about uh, real quick. Want to remind everybody, this is Scott Thompson Memorial on May the tenth at um, East Bay Raceway Park. You will be making some appearances at East Bay. You will be coming to Ocala, is that correct? Correct.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So we'll be looking for those two racetracks there. And then this coming weekend, you will be?
2: We're off this weekend. We have a weekend no, off here. Right. Yeah, we're off, and then, we're, then we'll be in Cochran, Georgia on the 3rd of May.
3: Cochran, Georgia. Yeah, I know. And real quickly, Jack, we were while we are here, I was saying, man, I never knew there were so many do- You think you've been to a lot of tracks, but then you start saying, yeah, yeah, I've been to Scriven, and I've been to Cochrane. And it's like, dude, I never knew these tracks existed. So, I, once again, this is a whole eye-opening experience, and that's really what makes, I think, people that have done so much asphalt stuff, they've been inundated with it. This is a new experience for them, whether it be a fan, somebody like myself who is, is tan- you know intangibly connected to the series, or just a, you know a race car driver himself that's what keeps that's what has people really attracted to the dirt side.
2: I want to invite both of you if, if, if at any time during the year uh, that maybe uh, uh, East Bay or Cala or something are off for any reason or a weekend or later in the year when we're running and maybe they're not. If you ever want to you know catch one of my shows to come, uh, I'll certainly take care of you and give you the 10th cent tour and wherever wherever we might be racing.
0: Appreciate it. And we'll, we will certainly take you up on it. Uh, there's no doubt of it. Scott, Scotty's there. He'll he'll be at Ocala and or East Bay by default anyway. But uh, we travel around and we'll, we'll we'll catch up with you at one of those two tracks more than likely.
2: Well, I thank you for having me and uh, and uh, enjoy talking to you. and Like I say, uh, I need you to come by anywhere you may want to go up to Golden Owl Speedway in Brunswick. Is sure into a fantastic track for us and stuff. Just. Any of them you might want to go to or can go to or something, you got my phone number. You call me, and we'll take care of you.
0: Thanks a lot, Ray.
2: Sounds fantastic. Ray, and want to remind everybody about the website, N-L-M-S-S. Go over there and check
3: it out. Um, that's N-L-M-S-S. Or you can go on the Internet, of course, and check out where they'll be in your area. But when they do come to your area, make sure you get to, uh, get to a track near you where they're going to be at. Right, thanks for coming on Southeast Dirt Weekly.
2: We'll see. You, uh, we'll have to look for your results up in Cochrane in a couple weeks. Right, and we'll be down there to see y'all on May the tenth.
0: All right, and we'll be. Sounds
2: good. Yeah, sounds good.
0: We'll be right back. Thank you, here. Thank you gentlemen. All right, thank you, and uh, we'll be right back here on Southeast Dirt Weekly. Be right back. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA.
4: Com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website, or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done.
0: All right, Scotty. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff there. Talking to a guy who's been there, done that, huh?
3: Been there, done that, seen it, done it all, started it all. You're probably going to end it all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, when somebody says they've been doing it for 38 years, uh, there's obviously some success going on there. So, uh, you know, you really just have to take your hats off to somebody like uh, like Ray Miller, who just keeps plugging away. Like you said, he has. There's, there's nothing he hasn't seen come down the pipe, So.
0: I'll tell you, Scotty, we were uh, – uh, I was just taking some notes here uh, in the last few minutes, and we've had uh, – this is your fourth fourth edition of uh, Southeast Dirt Weekly. You've had uh, uh, track owners uh, Todd Hutto and uh, Mike Peters from Ocala, Todd, of course, from East Bay, uh, yep. Mike, Mike from uh, Ocala Speedway, and uh, you've had uh, sprint car drivers Matt <laughs> Tiffany, Kenny Adams. You've had uh, late model drivers Alan Tipton and uh, – and a couple of guys, uh, Wayne Anderson and Dwayne Dempsey, who are getting ready to make the switch from uh, asphalt over to uh, running some dirt. And, uh, see, now you've had uh, one of the, the biggest names and in promotions in the, in the South in dirt racing. So, uh, moving right along, man.
3: Exactly, man. This show just keeps going on. And I'll tell you what, next, I'm going to work real hard this week. We haven't called anybody yet. I got two tickets I'm going to get ready to give away to East Bay. I got a couple of T-shirts I'm going to give away from East Bay. Some other goodies. So, the first caller we get in to call in, man, you're gonna get a good deal, nine four one two two eight eight three five nine. You can't you can't go wrong, so just give us a call. Uh we're gonna give some t shirts away sooner or later here. But
0: uh Also, Scotty, I also another programming note, I wanted to remind people that, um listeners that uh, uh we have an, an article that just came out today on Buzzing Rudeman uh on uh, Real Racing USA by uh, Bill Green. Great little story with some, some really cool pictures of uh Buzzy and uh, links to an interview that was done on one of our other Real Racing USA shows last month. But, uh, Buzzy just keeps on winning and you were talking about him earlier and, uh, that, that reminded me of that. Um, there's a pre- pretty good little story that Bill Green just wrote up on, uh, Buzzy.
3: Always oh, amazes me with the greatest driver you, you ever really know. And of course, people spit out names that they've, you know, that are current drivers or, you know, whoever it may be, whether it's Mario Andretti. Dude, still the greatest driver I've ever seen in any vehicle, in any way, shape, form, fashion, is Buzzy Rudeman. And I I don't care whether it's David, Pookie, Wayne Sr., Mario Goslin. Lord knows we've seen them all. This man is still out there, and I mean, in the toughest competition in the state, maybe the southeast, he is not only, I mean, he not only has a good performance, he's winning, and literally, he's leading the points. He's sixty-five plus
0: years old. Oh man, I love and, he, him. and fans from all over the country still follow him. I remember first time I ever saw Buzzy race of course. I'd heard about all the, the legend, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, was at East Bay, and uh, it was probably about ten years ago. And like he was just running once in a while, like you were saying back then, he yep. was running once in a while. And he came out there and was uh, racing, and somebody turned him around over in Turn Four or something, and uh, under the caution, he. He came down the front straight, and just as uh, his competitor was crossing right in front of the flag stand, Rusty, I mean, uh, Buzzy came up behind him and uh, gave him a pretty good bump and lifted his rear end up off the ground, and the fans went crazy. They loved it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they, they love him. You know, <laughs> they loved it. Obviously, it's cool to have Buzzy winning when he's at East Bay. Uh, the fans get jacked up. It, it's a cool deal for me. It, and it's, it, I have Chobas right now in my arms thinking about it. But really, Buzzy just knows one thing when he gets in that race car, and that's just flat out. And it's just weird to see a 150-pound, 65-year-old. I really shouldn't say 65 because I don't know how old he is. But he definitely gets the senior citizen discount.
0: That's and fact. And can
3: crawl out of that car. It's an amazing sight. And it's like I said, I still think to this day I could replace three-quarters of any field. Maybe not an car field. But I tell you, I think I could replace three quarters of the field of any NASCAR Cup Nationwide Series race that you got. I think I could replace three quarters of them drivers by Buzzy Reutemann, and you'd never know it. As a matter of fact, probably finish better. Have, I swear, I believe that.
0: Do you have some other news that uh, news items uh, from the the week? Yeah,
3: well, you know, I wanted to friend up in. I always talk about my friend Brad up in North Carolina. He went out. Uh, of course, they did the uh, colossal K, the Circle K Colossal One Hundred up at Lowe's Dirt Track uh, this past weekend. And, man, Steve Francis, uh, definitely the man of the hour, had a chance to meet him and his family, as a matter of fact. And when you meet him, just like most of these guys, see, there's that regular OP. I met his mom. They came up talking to me, Todd, at the track one night, late at the track. Uh, So it was good to see Steve Francis pick up uh, the win this past weekend over at uh, the Dirt Track over at Lowe's Motor Speedway for the Circle K Colossal One Hundred. Uh, both he and Shannon Bath just digging at it, going uh, neck and neck there for many lap after lap, and so, uh, but with Steve Francis, that they would take away the win this past Saturday night and bring home I don't know a big chunk of change. So that was kind of cool. Of course, Gentleman Ratliff, the Rattler, uh, won last week in Drugman Lane uh, into victory lane both Friday and Saturday night uh, for his first two wins of the 2008 racing season. That was of course. Over at uh, the O'Reilly Battle of the Bluegrass Dirt Car Series, uh, so pretty cool for for Justin Ratliff the Rattler. Uh, trying to keep up with some of these guys that I met during the uh, Winter Nationals over at East Bay. So, um,
0: yeah, you got to rub shoulders with you got to rub shoulders with some some of the biggest stars in, in short track racing, man.
3: That was really the, the coolest part about working at EA is that literally. You got these guys that come in that are definitely, like you said, they are the NASCAR of dirt plate models. I mean, yeah, I met Bloomquist and Moyer, and you know, I met all these guys that I'd, I'd never even heard of uh, for many, many years, and um, and and then you realize that these are the nicest guys in the world. But they're also out there racing. Me tell you, on that same night, I saw uh, Roger Kraus out there just competing. I mean, he was up there with those guys too. So that's right. They get out there in that track, man. It, it, I'm just—it's like we were talking about earlier. The biggest budget is, is not the winner, you know. And in many series and in many types of racing, that is the case. Whoever has the most money is usually the winner. Um, I don't think that that's the case, and that's not what I've seen so far. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, and you do get to and you know you get to rub elbows with, with some cool people. Wayne Chen uh, visited up at Hilltop Seaway in Millersburg, Ohio, Friday night. Six thousand dollars win won that. So you know, Wayne Chin, man, he dominated out there at East Bay during Winter Nationals. But uh another driver that I never even heard of until until this and so now I go like, Man, Wayne Chin, holy smoke, you don't know who he is, so You
0: know you know what's happening at Friendship Speedway in North Carolina this weekend, right?
3: Starting the opening night.
0: Yeah, back to dirt after five years of being on asphalt in uh this will be their opening night coming up this this weekend. We'll have a follow up uh, next week on uh, this show and other shows on Real Racing USA. Uh, those guys are so excited, and uh, hopefully they'll pack the place. I'm sure they will.
3: I'm sure they, you know. And it's once again, I want to make sure everybody knows. That there's nothing I have negative anything negative, and nor you, Jack, toward any asphalt track. Lord knows, I like working with Billy. I love going down to Lakeland and watching the races there at USA International Speedway. And we've both been to New Smyrna Speedway and seen some of the best racing we will ever seen in our lives there. Uh, Orlando Speed World. Man, if you want to go watch some great racing, it's a great place to watch some good racing at. But uh, I just have to say, for the bang for your buck, what I've experienced this year has been unlike any racing experience that I've been involved with. And it's been a blast for me. And I invite everybody to come out this Friday night, once again, Ocala Speedway. The second round of the Pepsi Six Pack Series, Hobby Stock Series. $1,000 to win for hobby stock drivers. So there should be, eh, I say about 30 of those guys out there. And um, and then, of course, the following week is the makeup day for the United Air Lake Model Series Series down at East Bay Raceway Park. They claim by the day will be kicking, as always. Had about 45 of those guys out here this first time. They got rained out during the feature, just before the feature started, man, it, it unloaded. So yeah, it should be a great field there as well. So if you're in Florida, You want to do some. You want to see some great racing Friday night at Ocala Speedway. Tomorrow night, make sure you get there early. Racing starts promptly at eight o'clock. And the next Saturday night, following night, Saturday night at East Bay Raceway Park, racing starts there at six thirty. So everybody gets home kind of early uh, there from East Bay. But yeah, Jack, you know you you can you know you'll attest that if you do both those tracks Friday and Saturday night. You'll get your, rain, your, your Rick racing Jones for the
0: week. There's no doubt about that. And uh, they're not that far apart either uh, if you live in the Florida area. Not even But, miles. No, would but, say. Uh, but uh, all over uh, the south, uh, man, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, there's racing, dirt racing all over the place.
3: Check out the UMP the O'Connell series. Check out the Amp series that we've been talking about. Um. It is just, it's all over, it's covered up, and I don't care whether you're going to Golden Isle, whether you're going to Lake City, Hendry, Jack, you know them all. Uh, Lord knows I want to get to some of these tracks because I want to see all of them before it's over with. But there is definitely a dirt track near you, and if you want to go have a good time, you don't want to, you know, have to come out of your pocket, you know, go get a loan or a second mortgage to go watch some great racing, and if you want to see side-by-side racing, all night long, please visit your local dirt track because it's a show like no other. Make sure you check those guys out because they're just, you know, it, it's you roll up your sleeves, um, home style, um, a good good racing like like we've wanted to see and like we've grown up with, and it's still going on at many dirt tracks across the country.
0: So And, Scotty, get out there. as we move out of here, as we move out of here tonight, uh, fans who want to stick around who are listening to this, Stay tuned man because what's coming up right after this is a 25 minute interview with the legend buddy Buzzy uh, Routman. So uh um, hey check it. Out. That wait, follows wait, us. Like
3: be told got a lot here. This is my laughs you ever talked thing about shut that line when you see him in the car. <laughs> like, what happened to that dude, man?
0: He talks so, quietly and drives loud.
3: Man, he is just, he's got the driest sense of humor. He has he just he is the funniest guy ever, the most unassuming person you'll ever meet in your life, and you look at him and think, this little, small man can't know or be that much of a driver. But, hey, yeah, that's what I love about it, man. It's like, okay, just keep thinking that. That's all right. <laughs> thinking that he's old and he can't get out there and do it. Just keep thinking it. and Before you know it, you're going to be looking at his rear bumper, but... Yeah, man, I tell you, no, nothing like Buzzy winning out there. It gets me jacked up. I was pumped up that night. I'm, I'm still pumped up about it. And uh, hang around and check out, listen to the interview with Buzzy It's uh, always fun.
0: Next it's week, fun. Scotty.
3: All right, next week, man, we'll have uh, some new guests on next week. And once again, I want to remind everybody, please call us in next week, 941 228 8359. We'll have some more tickets that we'll be giving away from from East Bay Raceway Park, a couple t shirts, some other goodies, perhaps and a great night on hand for next uh, Southeast Dirt Weekly. So on behalf of myself, Jack Smith, and, of course, everybody, the Real Racing USA Radio Internet Radio Systems, thanks for having us on, and we'll see you back here next week for more
2: Southeast Dirt Weekly.
0: Hi, I'm Tyler Ivey, driver of the number 47 car, and you're listening to Real Racing USA.